Hello everyone, this is Lockdown Indians and I'm your host Jeff Ellis. Again, I'm on the road for the next week, so we're doing this recording on my tablet and uploading it, so I apologize for lower uh, quality. It is not, uh, if you're using the Himalaya app, if you're using the uh, Google Play, iTunes, whatever you're using, it's, it's my fault, it's not them. So, uh, and again, please remember to rate and review on all those services. We've kind of plateaued a bit, so it'd be nice to, uh, to get those numbers going upwards again. So, since I am doing this recording in the game, we're going to actually talk about the game last in this podcast. We're going to start out talking about Brad Miller and uh, some of his fun quotes from today and looking at that whole situation. From there, we're going to do our full count trends, who's trending up and who is trending down for the Cleveland Indians this year. After that, we'll look at the game, uh, who's performing so far today, and then if there's any time left, we might spend a little time looking at the mics. So, the Indians let Brad Miller go today, and a bigger deal was made out of it than probably needed to be, but let's at least, uh, Brad Miller was clearly not happy and was spitting some fire, so let's, let's read the quote. Um, it's a tough trend, said Miller. They acknowledge that it wasn't fair, but I'm just a player. I go out there and play my hardest and play for the guys next to me. Obviously, they don't want the best guys up here. So I'm just trying to take it somewhere else and see what we've got. Now, um, based on offensive performance, he is clearly uh, deserving of a spot over other players that are currently up here. And, you know, most of the discussions have been looking at Miller versus um, Moroff or Stamets. And while neither of those players have been very good, the innate problem is Brad Miller really can't handle shortstop anymore. He was moved to first base by the Rays for a reason, and that was a few years ago. He's a second baseman or a first baseman, and even at second base, he's not exactly a, a strong defender. Average at best, below average most days. The real debate, and the one that I never saw out there, was should the Indians have kept Brad Miller or Hanley Ramirez? That is where the debate really should have been, is that who would have been better served in that DH slot? The Indians are, uh, I don't know if I want to say victims of their own decisions, but in a way they are. They have uh, struggled to develop anyone who can help them right now. The Eric Gonzalez steal uh, is one of those that I keep harping on, but Eric Gonzalez would look very good right now compared to Eric Stamatz. He, it's, you know, he has just been a borderline, uh, he hasn't even been a borderline major, or major leaguer. He's just not been good. Whereas at least, uh, you know, the 214 average that, uh, that Eric Gonzalez has right now uh, looks amazing comparatively. If you go back to last year when he hit uh, 265 with the 676 OPS, the year before that a 690 OPS, these are all much better than the uh, OPS we're see- that we're seeing with the Stamets, where his OPS is 218, which is a bad batting average, let alone an OPS. And I feel bad for the guy. You know, here's someone who was a six-round pick, small school guy, clawed and and worked his tail off to make it to the majors. I'm always happy when a guy like him makes it to the majors. 
but uh, he's also just, he was not good a year ago in AAA. I can't harp on that enough. And the Indians are running him out there. We shouldn't be mad. Indians fans should not be mad that Brad Miller was let go. Though it's, uh, I'll go into the Brad Miller versus Henley Ramirez comparison in a second. That's where the debate and anger should be. The bigger issue is Yu Chen Chang is playing quite well in AAA. He's not, you know, a super young prospect. If they're worried about things like Super 2, and I get it, you know, it's April. Why uh, keep a guy in the major, keep uh, Chang in the the minors a little longer and you avoid worrying about Super 2? But he's also not a player that I would have that concerns about because he is a bit older. He's not the youngest prospect. And he's already burned, this is his second year on the 40-man. So at this point, uh, they should be calling up Chang. They should be sending Stamets down. And even when uh, you want Chang to play every day, give him some time in the majors, help him get a bit of seasoning, let him get ready to play. Uh, What they're running out is not working right now. And they do have one of their top prospects sitting there in AAA waiting to be used. question is, you know, would uh, Tito sit there and run him out? I mean, he is running out a pair of virtual rookies and and Morhoff and Stamets. And, you know, I just, no one would have thought that uh, Luplo would be down already and and, uh, Morhoff would still be up there, which is, again, you know, just shows. The the Indians did an interesting thing this offseason where they targeted guys kind of on the fringes of 40-mans before the Rule 5 draft. They went out and targeted Luplo as his possible platoon candidate. They got Morhoff in that deal as well, and they traded a really interesting pitcher. And then they went to Tampa and traded an interesting young player down in uh, rookie ball for Hugh, who's in AAA. And they went to San Diego and traded another interesting player and down in rookie ball level and got Lockett, who they then traded as a major part of the deal to the Mets for Kevin Pease, their catcher. And even during the season, if you look at the uh, Mercado deal, I mean, I really liked um, Capel, and I was higher on him than pretty much everyone, and I still am. But yo, uh, the other player, Johan Duran. No, that's not it. The other player in that deal, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on it right now, you know, he's in some places a top-ten prospect in the Cardinal system, and the Indians seem to be taking this approach of trading high-skilling guys in the low minors for guys on the fringes of the roster or players who could help the roster. And it didn't work out with the Pirates so far. We'll have to see about the other deals. Um, but it's an interesting approach they took. So again, if you're getting mad about Brad Miller being cut and the middle infielders staying, that's you're, you're missing everything here because Miller can't play shortstop. He just can't. It's not going to work. And with Kipnis back, um, there isn't really a place for Miller outside of DH. Now, I say all of this to make the point that Hanley Ramirez, who had been playing well, um, is back to not playing well and has been struggling for about a week or so. He does have slightly higher exit velocities than, uh, than Brad Miller, but they're about the same in hard hit percentage. Um, he Miller runs a little bit faster. 
Miller actually has a higher expected slugging. Chandler Ramirez, all of his expected data is really bad. And, you know, this is a guy who played in 44 games a year ago, was let go in May. He had a few nice moments for the Indians, but it's one of those situations where I would make the statement that I understand why Miller was let go, but the player who should have been let go was Hanley Ramirez, and you'd be better off with uh, Miller DHing than Ramirez at this point if you are the Indians. Maybe not the point that uh, you expected. I am still number one person for give Chang a chance. Uh, Yu Chen Chang needs to get his opportunity with the Indians. It is crazy that uh, he's playing well in AAA and they're still content to, you know, play 500 baseball right now and not put their best uh, lineup out there. So... Let's go to the uh, the next segment, the full count trends. I wanted to talk about, you know, if you forgot from last week, it's three players who are playing well over the last week, and then one, uh, one, two players who are trending downwards. So in terms of trending upwards, you have to start with Leonis Martin. He has, uh, he's leading the team in home runs. He's got the second best on base, or OPS on the team. Probably a second based on base percentage as well. He's playing really well. Uh, 271 average, three home runs. He's walked 10 times, which is second best on the team. And that's awesome. You want your your guy in the, uh, the leadoff spot to see a lot of pitches and wear out the starters. So he is doing his job. He is great in that spot so far for the Indians this year. And his 18 strikeouts uh, are second on the team to Eric Stamets. So, just something to keep in mind. But uh, Martin's doing it all. He's really getting it, really coming together as a player and is a, a nice addition to this Indians lineup. An above average to, I don't know if I'd quite label him a plus defender in center like he used to be, but uh, with what you're getting defensively and offensively, he is clearly currently the Indian's second-best uh, offensive player. Now, the rest of the players that I have to point out for the upward trends come from the bullpen. So I talked about Nick Whitgren last night. Uh, since he's been called up, three games, four innings, two hits. He's striking guys out. He is not... Uh, he's not getting hit. He's not letting guys... Uh, hasn't given up an earned run yet. Just a nice job out of the pen. Uh, Adam Simber is the other player I have to point out as trending upwards. I was really rough on Simber after his not-so-good performance once he came to the Indians. Uh, so far this year, he has been excellent. Uh, there's no way he'll keep it going at the rate that it, he's pitched at because he's been uh, just unbelievably good at this point. I will be curious to see because there are just players who start better and players who end better, that it'll be interesting to see if Simber will keep this going or if he is just a first-half player, one of those guys who um, can't keep it going throughout a whole season. So those are my three up. Our two down are going to be, you know, not looking at the injuries or the cut players. Hanley Ramirez, who I kind of already went into in depth, he's really fallen off for the Indians and is not really 
shouldn't be in the upper half of the lineup at this point. Uh, he is hitting the ball hard, so there is some hope for uh, for things to come around, but uh, the rest of his expected data is not good, so I, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too uh, too positive on it. And then lastly, uh, Carlos Carrasco, another bad start when you don't get out of the first inning. You are pretty much always going to be the uh, in the downward trend. Well, if you don't want to have a downward trend of your own, uh, go visit our sponsor, BlueChew.com. Use the promo code MLB. You can at home get it mailed to you for free. Discreetly try the little blue pill. Uh, you just need to pay the five bucks in shipping, answer a survey, and you can uh, give it a whirl. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. So, as promised, we're going to end the show by talking about the game tonight. So far, we're in the bottom of the fifth as I record this. Carlos Santana continuing to uh, to be a strong player for the Indians this year. A hit and a walk. Cargo has a hit. And the Ramirez has a hit. And Kipnis has a hit in his first game back. Uh, Stamets also has a walk, and Jose Ramirez has a walk. Now, Jose Ramirez is going to be the story of this game so far amongst the hitters because he has a home run first of the year. Um, last night's show, I kind of talked about how there are some sh- things that they could show that he was pressing. Hopefully, this will help take the stress off, and he can just go back to being the hitter that he was a year ago. Uh, Trevor Bauer is continuing to look like the Indians' ace. Four innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Now remember, they're facing the Mariners, who are clubbing the ball. This is a team that has just hit an unreal amount of home runs this year. They've been an offensive juggernaut. No Jay Bruce tonight starting, who is uh, was the league leader uh, last time I checked in home runs in the American League, but I will admit that was on Friday. And old friend Edwin Encarnacion is playing like Edwin Encarnacion of old. He does have a double tonight. But Bauer continuing to pitch well. The Indians facing... Uh, we've already established my pronunciation's awful. I'm not going to try to pronounce Seattle's pitcher, the left-hander from Japan, which is nice to see the Indians playing well against him as they have struggled with left-handers. And this is a lineup that is... Uh, they struggle with everyone this year, let's be honest. But still, good to see them putting forth a strong performance tonight. Martin, who I was so bullish about, not having his best game. So apparently I'm just the kiss of death uh, when it comes to the Indians in performance. I know I was very high on Hanley Ramirez just a few weeks ago. But it's the fun of early season baseball. Things change quickly. Performances are... Um, we just don't have enough data to really know what's going to go on or what's happening. You know, it's it's why I'm not going to freak out about a Carrasco or a Kluber until I get more starts out. When it comes to a player like uh, Ramirez, who didn't play most of last year and has a history of, of lack of performance of late, I'll be a little more uh, quick to pull the plug. So, sum up tonight's show. First off, again, thank you to everyone who's listening, following along, and uh, tuning in every day. I greatly appreciate it. The summation for tonight's show is 
Brad Miller doesn't really move the needle anyway, but uh, my view is they should have kept Miller, cut Hanley Ramirez. The Indians have somebody ready to go in AAA, but they're afraid of service time is the only thing that makes sense for why they're still um, running out the team that they're running. And the hopefully Jose Ramirez will turn the corner starting this evening. Thanks for listening, and as always, go Tribe.